This is the Everyday Mind Podcast, the place where we come together to talk about living a life of notice, creating more connected relationships, and ditching the hustle as you establish the life and business you've always wanted. I'm Naftali Roberts, your host and guide, as we journey together exploring the everyday mind. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, I am so excited to have you here today on the Everyday Mind. For everybody listening, would you tell our audience a little bit about who you are, who your people are, and kind of what fills your day-to-day life? Absolutely. So I am Katie Ludden, wearer of many hats. I have a family for my people. I'm married and have three children, ages seven, four, and two. And so, yeah, that pretty much can fill fill the day right there. But yet you fill it with other things. And yet I, you know, I push past that a little bit and other things come along. (laughs) So I I also teach high school full time. I teach French and Spanish. And in addition to all that, I also am a musician, both a performing and recording singer-songwriter. Wow. That is a lot. (laughs) So while you're doing all those things, talk to me about how or if you kind of do all those things in your day-to-day life and kind of then what thoughts and feelings that brings up for you as you try to do it all. Right. So I think the biggest thing that I'm learning to navigate in my life is the balance of it, obviously, because, you know, you kind of get the picture of the spinning plates and, you know, something's going to come crashing down. But I've learned to just listen to my body and the people I love around me and myself. And between all that, I can, I can sort of find the balance. So obviously I have my priorities of, okay, you know, I've, got to take care of my family. I've got to be there for them. Mm-hmm. I've got to do my job and do it well. I love my job. I love getting to teach and especially teaching language has always been a huge passion of mine. And so, you know, I, I get the, these are the top priorities and then music comes in and it's a gift to be able to do that. And it's such a passion of mine and always has been. And so that in itself makes a priority because that's it becomes sort of the part where I'm caring for myself when mm-hmm. I'm doing my music and I'm allowing that part of me to influence how I do everything else. I do everything else with a little more peace, a little more excitement <laughs> mm-hmm. when I've been able to tap in and have that time for my passion. So for you, like as you've kind of walked through this journey of the spinning plates, which I love that analogy, and Mm -hmm. I loved kind of how you talked about like listening to yourself and your people and Mm -hmm. then your body and that those being kind of the legs of that decision-making process Mm -hmm. for you. And then, so I want to circle back to two things. One, I wanted to ask, has that kind of balance part always been easy for you or is that something you've journeyed to learn? So let's start there. Yeah, no, balance definitely does not come naturally to me. It And it's something I'm still working on. And especially I think as creatives, the ones that I know, we can get caught up in what we're creating and what we're doing. And it's hard to shut it down. It's hard to transition from one thing to the next. 
And so I really have to be conscious of it and constantly go back and revisit, okay, what am I balancing? Is there something I need to give more attention to right now? It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely something that I have to kind of pause and think about mm-hmm. so that I don't get too far, too carried away with one aspect of everything that I have going on. Mm. Has there been a time like lately or maybe in the past that you can think of that Mm -hmm. really was a time where maybe you went down that path farther than you would prefer? Like you got lost in one of those areas and then neglected the others. Yeah. Well, I think just when I had my kids in what felt like a very good way, I said, okay, everything else has to stop and I can only parent or I can only do this. And so I pushed a lot of parts of me down and it's just going in parenting and it totally makes sense to really have to focus on it. But as I kind of started to have a grasp on it and I didn't ever bring those parts of me back into the balance, it started to really wear on me. And I was just losing this whole realm of my life that technically by that point I, I could have brought back, but I didn't, whether it was because of, you know telling myself these things about, nope, you're not allowed to have different parts of your life anymore. You know, you have to only focus on this. And so it was sort of a slow process to realize, you know what, I can still be a good parent and also pursue some passions of mine. Oh, I love that. So like this recognition that you maybe were believing some things or functioning Mm -hmm. in a belief that you didn't even realize was driving you Mm -hmm. that was causing you to live out of balance, even though you were telling yourself that that was how you were being a good parent or a good whatever, but for you particularly a good parent. So how then did you start recognizing that first yeah, which came first, the chicken or the right. <laughs> no, I totally, basically. Yeah, I know what you're getting at. So unlocking my passion, and in particular with the music, really came from outside. So I really think the first step was on my 29th birthday, my husband asked me, what do you really want to do for your birthday? Like what would make you really happy? And at first I think of all the typical things that we're supposed to ask for for a birthday. But then after thinking about it, I said, you know what I really miss? I really miss just getting to perform music for people Mm -hmm. and make music with other people. And so we decided to create this open mic birthday party where I had a couple friends help me. So a friend on a piano, a friend on drums, they learned a couple of covers and I sang a few covers and then we just opened up the floor for everybody else. And that night was really a watershed moment in unlocking this love of mine that I had really put to the side and said, you know, I didn't have time for, or I didn't have the resources for, Mm -hmm. or I just wasn't good enough. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so in doing that, I said, you know what, this really is something a ton of people told me that night how great it was and how much they loved it. They loved seeing that side of me. Mm -hmm. And so that really kicked off me starting to embrace the concept that maybe this could still be a part of my life. Hmm. Wow. And so you guys don't know in listening dumb. Uh, <laughs> I actually know Katie in real life. And so I was there that night and I can 
attest to the fact that I had known Katie for several years at that point. And I was like, wait, who is this person sitting there? Not that I hadn't ever heard her sing before or be creative before, but there was a spark that lit mm-hmm. that I was like, wait, wait, wait. This is not the overwhelmed, overworked mom of three. Were you? Uh-huh. Did you already <laughs> have? Yeah, I had the yeah. third. I had just had the third like that yeah. summer before. Yeah. Yeah. So like <laughs> this is not this person that I know. Who is the sitting singing? Mm-hmm. And so that unlocking creativity or whatever, I think can come in different orders. I think it's so easy to think that we have to do it a certain way. Like I have to get all of this mindset stuff Mm -hmm. figured out before I can take action. I think one of the things I love Mm -hmm. about your story is that you took action, not because you thought, oh, I'm doing this inspired action, but because you were like, hey, this sounds fun and I'm going to actually allow myself a little fun, which I think a lot of us don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mm-mm. so much bubbled up. Okay, so you have this watershed night and all of the stuff comes <laughs> up for you. So it's been easy since then? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. Yes, everything just happened magically. <laughs> so, t- um, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Like, so that was a couple years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been your journey, and what are some of those beliefs maybe that you've become aware of that hold you back, or some of those like expectations you put on yourself that can like, get in the way of you spinning those balancing plates? So, from that night, the next big step was me picking up the guitar, which in itself was a huge block to music in my life. I had always just told myself, I'm just a singer. I can only sing. Somebody else has to write the music and, and play the instrument. So finally I realized, you know what? I think I have to be a girl and do myself and do this step myself to give myself that boost. So I picked up the guitar and I started learning it way later than, you know, might be suggested for someone who wants to be a singer-songwriter in my life too late. So that was kind of one of those. I can still do this. There's still time for me to start something totally different. And so I, you know, began learning the guitar and that opened up my ability to write songs and get out and perform without, you know, relying on other people being able to volunteer their time or work with me. And so... That happened that, you know, was a huge journey. That was not easy. It's not easy building calluses and learning how to play the guitar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's not easy either to even overcome that, like, fear. Like, is there even still time? Like, there's Mm -hmm. a physical overcoming. But I think even the beginning of overcoming those fears that had been holding you back for quite some time is a powerful shift. Mm, Thank you. Yeah. And from there, especially with performing and sharing your music, there is fear every step of the way because you never know how it's going to be received. You're always, you know, battling that this isn't good enough or there are other people better. I am so, so thankful to have found myself in the midst of an artist community that is incredibly supportive absolutely not competitive. And so that has been vital to me continuing. I was able to have accountability and continuing to work 
I was able to have a place to share and get feedback and feel loved for wherever I was in my journey. I could show up in front of other musicians and fumble my way through playing a song and they would say, keep going, you know, (laughs) instead of, no, you should stop. (laughs) And so that was huge, having that community around me. Definitely. So like the process I'm hearing from you, and I think it's a process I think you go through daily, if not weekly Mm -hmm. or monthly. It's just Mm -hmm. this being aware of like, okay, am I holding anything back or am I putting expectations on myself that are unrealistic for what I prioritize and checking in with yourself, checking in with your body, checking in with your people. But then on the other side, also surrounding yourself with people that are going to not let you stop because of the fears. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be mean. They're not going to be like yell at you, but also (laughs) they're going to hold your playing fingers to the fire and Mm -hmm. make you keep going. Because I think it's sometimes we need those champions with us to allow us to keep going. Oh, yeah, definitely. So what are you, as you kind of walk through life right now and you're creating in lots of different ways, where do you find yourself or maybe anywhere getting stuck as you kind of think through this balance idea Mm -hmm. and pursuing creativity? Like what trips you up? When I get to moments where I'm tired and I refuse to accept that, (laughs) And I refuse to allow myself to be tired, I get really discouraged. And sometimes it takes a little bit for me to realize, you know what, you're not, you know, failing, you're not suddenly bad at what you do, you're tired. And that's okay. And now you listen to your body and you give yourself a break. When I can get to that point, I can be like, okay, yes, I just need to stop. It doesn't mean I'm stopping forever. It just means I'm taking a breath. And then I can get back to it. Because with creativity, you can't go full force all day, every day. Especially for me, not everyone is the same probably, but I have always been like a sprinter in my life. And so I'll give a really big push and I'll produce a lot of stuff or I'll get a lot of different things done and meet a lot of goals. And then I tire and I have to stop for a minute Mm -hmm. and reset and and refuel and just live my life for a minute so that Mm -hmm. I can get stuff back in the well to get it going again. And it's taken me a little while to get used to that rhythm. And a lot of times I forget that that is my rhythm. Mm -hmm. And so that can be discouraging. But as soon as I check back in with myself and I realize, oh yeah, just give yourself some grace, take the break you need. I'm able to push past that feeling of this is the end. (laughs) Well, and I love that you recognize what your rhythm is. I think it is so easy for us to look at other people or look, read a book or listen to a podcast and think, well, that's how they do it. And I should do that. And Mm -hmm. one of the things I love about what you're saying is that you've had to learn not to label your rhythm as something negative just because it might not work for someone else. But Mm -hmm. instead, You are most powerful when you hold on to your rhythm. Mm. When you try to grasp onto someone else's, then you find yourself tired and weak, like tired in a I'm going to have to give up sort of way. But when you 
just listen to your rhythm and the way it works for you, you are allowed to be creative. You are inspired to be creative in that space. And I think that stands out to me so much because I think it's just easy to do the other thing, like read, mm-hmm. you know, read a book or do whatever. And I'm like, I can't be Rachel Hollis. She travels <laughs> all the time and I don't know how she does it. Yeah. And I like think that she has a lot to say and I think people get stuff out of it. But I look at her rhythm and I'm like, oh, Rachel, I can't, I can't do that. But I think mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, I got to be her. I got to do that. Or, you yeah. know, insert yeah. whoever's name in. Exactly. (laughs) Do you find yourself doing that at times as someone who's creating, especially when you're creating things that go out in the world and maybe Mm -hmm. the frequency that you're bringing it out in the world or is different Mm -hmm. than others? Like, does that bubble up for you at all? Yes. So in creating my music and in writing it, obviously living in Los Angeles, I'm surrounded by a huge songwriting community. Everybody is so different and getting things done at different paces. So I could I could look at my peers and be like, oh man, they're playing way more shows than me or oh, they just, you know, released so much music or they're in the studio again. I can't even get in the studio, you know, and I could look at them and be discouraged by it or I could just live my journey and enjoy what I'm doing and just focus on the art and really loving every moment of it knowing that those things will come when they need to come for me. And I've started doing this when I do play live shows. I kind of just stop myself from all the nerves by saying, just love every single second of it. Just like Mm. through your core, love this night. Because for the next, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, you get to just live your passion exactly how you've always wanted to. And if I can take that concept and do that with my everyday life, I think that's really powerful. I lose comparisons and putting, you know, expectations on myself that just don't match with my life rhythms. And then I can enjoy what my rhythms are and find fulfillment in that without, yeah, without comparing myself and without expecting more than is, is reasonable. Yeah. And just by allowing yourself to be in each and every moment of your life and living Mm -hmm. and enjoying those moments and not letting the next moment overwhelm or shadow Mm -hmm. the moment you're in. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. I'm in. I love that so (laughs) much. Okay. So let's kind of wrap up. But before we do, I have a couple of things. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you three kind of questions just about your day and your life, just thinking through that. And then I want you to tell people where they can find your amazing and beautiful voice and hear (laughs) all the things you're doing because you guys should check her out. Okay. So what is one thing you've learned today? Today? Oh, man. In your day. (laughs) Okay. So I have been doing a lot of research just through things that I need to do for work and through conversations on mental health and just everything (laughs) involved with it. One of my favorite things that I came across today was really honing in on the idea of self-care and breaking down what it is not and what it is and what it doesn't have to be. And I found this really great list of free self-care things. Mm -hmm. And the very top one just like resonated with my soul. The very first 
one was give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, the best thing we can do in caring for ourselves is just allow yourself to be imperfect. And that is huge for me because if I didn't allow myself to be imperfect, I would have never played music in public. I would never share a song that I've written. I would mm-hmm. not have done so many things that I've had to do imperfectly so that I could get better at doing them. And so giving ourselves grace as a self-care tactic is just my favorite thing that I've been able to think about today. <laughs> um, okay. Who did you actively love today? <gasps> today, I actively loved me. <laughs> I love um, that. <laughs> Yeah. So it's, you know, it came out of kind of a day where I wasn't doing that, you know, spring is coming and I got out all of my clothes from last year and it was a little disconcerting (laughs) that maybe things are fitting differently this year. And so I was feeling a little not great, but then, you know, I just had this moment where I was like, you know what? Embrace those imperfections, right? Give yourself some grace. And I was able to look in the mirror and be like, you know what? My hair looks really great right now. And this shirt with the neckline is really awesome. (laughs) And I was able to just be like, you know what? You're really pretty right now. (laughs) And that just unleashed so much enthusiasm for me. And kind of like what I was saying, being able to accept that I'm imperfect and that's awesome. And that leaves me room to grow. And just being able to really thoroughly be who I am and stand in this moment and love it brings an energy that is hard to come by elsewise. (laughs) Love it. And what made you laugh today? So uh, I mentioned I have a seven-year-old daughter and she has unlocked the like dad joke humor part of her (laughs) brain. (laughs) And so she is coming up with just all these great puns and these jokes that are really just cracking me up because she's so clever and it's so fun to see that develop (laughs) and to see her brain click in this non-literal way. She's a very literal person. Mm -hmm. And so I'm seeing this creativity kind of start to come up in her and it's hilarious. And so my son was messing with our, our blinds to our window and we were questioning, why are you messing with the blinds? And she says, well, mom, He's just trying to help them see because <laughs> they're blind. <laughs> and it cracked me up and I loved it. And it was just such a special moment to have her just make us laugh and be silly. So I love that. <laughs> and that is a great joke to end on. Okay. Anyone that wants to hear all the things you're doing and how you're showing up in the world and the amazing music that you write, where can they find you? Yes. So on Instagram, I am Katie Ludden Music and you can find me updating. That's where all my shows are announced, where all my musings (laughs) will be shared. I post clips of songs that I'm writing all the time. For my music, you can actually hear some of it on Spotify or iTunes or Amazon Music. Again, I'm Katie Ludden, so if you just look that up, you will find it. The past few months, I've been working on an acoustic one-take project where I go into the studio for just a little bit of time and play through a song and just 
share what happens. And it's sort of a process for me to get used to being in the studio and just to get my songs out there for an initial taste. So you guys can kind of hear what I'm working on and where this whole project is going. Love it. Love it. And guys, really seriously, her music is as inspired and insightful as she was today. So for anyone that wants to keep talking about just kind of unlocking creativity and living not in perfection, but just taking action, definitely head on over to my Facebook community, the On Purpose Life and Business links for all of these things you'll find in the show notes. And until next time, have a good day. Thank you for listening to The Everyday Mind. Here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of the episode you just listened to, head on over to Instagram stories and share there all about why you've been loving The Everyday Mind podcast. Tag me, Naftali V. Roberts, and share so that more people can continue to grow their life of notice so they can build a life and business they've always wanted. If you really love me, please head and leave a rating and review so that more people can continue to hear and get encouraged and the tips and tricks to grow a life of notice and build that business on purpose. Have a great day and I'll talk to you all soon.